This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ninth Realm, an Age of Sigmar podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every day of the week. Also, make and sell the cool FLG mats, ITC Terrain. We do have some coming for Age of Sigmar. All right. Almost ready to go. And all kinds of fun stuff. And today, we're going to do the show in acapella. Uh, well done, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took me a second to realize. I know. Yeah. I was like, are they going to buy it? We did a better one with the yeah. whole hello. Yeah. Hello. It took me a yeah. second to realize. Hello, he, he yeah. Of course. I was like, well done, because that was totally unscripted, as everything is at Frontline Gaming. <laughs> totally? So, Wait, I have a script. We, that's touche. Really it, it did say <laughs> really acapella song. Oh, it did? Yeah. It did? Damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's going to play the flute this time? Me. Yes. So anyway, this is an Age of Sigmar podcast, and we're going to talk to you about some of the cool stuff that's been going on in the game. And for those of you joining us live on Twitch, hey, and we'll be popping over to check on chat as we go intermittently throughout the show to answer some of your questions. But as always, I'm your host, Reese, and with me are... Jason. A.K.A. the Salty Banana. The Salty, salty Banana. That's the new, the new one. He got dubbed that by chat. I actually enjoy that. I don't even know where it I came love That's that. where nicknames should come from as I other people. I love that nickname. Yeah. You can't give yeah. yourself one. My buddy in college gave himself a nickname. And I, it worked, and it was absurd, and everyone laughed, but it worked. I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And then, of course, also with us is... Scott. Hi, everybody out there. And Scott ran a GT this past weekend, mm-hmm. which we unfortunately couldn't go to because it was Mariana and Frankie's birthday. Yeah. And we did go to a really, really nice dinner and had a, actually had a really nice uh, day, actually, hanging out with the whole, like the whole crew came, obviously Scott couldn't come. Nah, I didn't go. Uh, but we all went out to dinner. If you ever get the opportunity to go to the Smoking Goat in North Park, San Diego, Definitely it's go. phenomenal. There's it's so phenomenal. many great little places, yeah. and that's one of them. Yeah, French cuisine, it's amazing. It's a hipster joint, mm-hmm. um, but not that that's a pro or a con. You can't help that. Yeah, but it's just funny, because there's this guy cooking like phenomenal food with like a backwards Oakland Raiders hat, Mm-hmm. Young dude in the kitchen, you're like, wow, good for them. So got a good good deal going on there. Yeah, that's the one right across from the underbellies on the other yes, side of the street. It is. Yeah, yeah. North Park is coming up. It's a cool neighborhood. Yeah, north into South Park has been going through a refurbish. Yeah, it's been uh, it's... getting gentrified for better or for worse. Yep. But there's all these young businesses going in there because they can afford it. At any rate, no one cares about the demographics of San Diego. Let's talk I about. Care. I know we do because we live <laughs> here. Let's talk about Age of Sigmar. So, yeah. Scott, why don't you lead off? What's new in the news? Uh, well, our first new release and kind of only is they put out a picture for Path of Glory. And in the picture, they mentioned new starting boxes, one for Fire Slayers, one for the Beast Claw, and one for Slanesh. Yeah. We're not sure what's in them yet. There's been some rumors floating around the Internet, but only rumors, no pictures, nothing supported by GW yet. So we're not sure what we're going to get in those boxes, but they are coming their own starting collecting and path to glory of course they've already talked all about that how they're going to include all the cool new rules for all the new factions give some um, new builds and new ways to play it so cool i've always wanted to try path to glory because it looks like a blast Mm -hmm. i just we don't have very much time really um to do that kind of stuff so when we play we usually play on front of the camera 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's usually doing like, you know, 40K or 40K. just more match right. play because that's what most people want to see. Yeah. But it sounds like a blast. And if you have a community that's interested in Age of Sigmar, I think Path to Glory is a great way to get people going. Yeah, I've, I've only played a couple games. I wonder if it runs the same way Mordheim did, where eventually you have to reset because one guy runs away with it. Yeah. He wins enough fights, gets enough yeah. dice. But, gets, gets buffed up enough. Right. Uh, but you can, I mean, that, that's, th- this is a format that is meant for house rules. It is yeah. absolutely meant for house rules and go like, oh, well, Jimmy's got, you know, twice the army. So, what, you know, we all just recruit some dudes and we you know, can't play catch up a little bit. Well, and it's a great way to play an army you're still painting because I'm still yeah. getting through my um, Stormcast from the Hammerheld group. So I have enough that I could play a Path to Glory game with them, yeah. but I don't have enough to put on the table for a full game yet. So that, that would be a great be way to get through it. A great way to, if you wanted to start an army at the same time as a buddy, mm-hmm. yep. and like, why don't we do Path to Glory or in your group, in your right. club, like, hey, does everybody want a student to start a new army? And of course, everyone always does. Yeah. Yeah. And you're adding one or two models. That's the way this, this hobby goes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, you're adding one or two models every game, so you can keep up with that kind of a paint schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff goes on at like Games Workshop stores. So, yeah. So, like, totally. if, you have a, if you have a local GW, I, I bet you uh, dollars to donuts. Yeah. That's what I'm saying nowadays. Yeah. Uh, that they're going to have a Path of Glory campaign going on. Yeah, and yeah. it makes sense. I know if I, we used to go to a, a, actually Jason and I met at a Games Workshop store. We did. Yep. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And then we were roommates, and now yep. we work together. Yeah. And now you yell at me. I do, which oh, is no. fun. I like yeah. it. He sits, we, we, the, in, the, in the office uh, office portion of our uh, facility here, we have kind of a bullpen for the admin staff. Mm-hmm. So I do frequently yell at Jason. Just yell. Yeah. yeah, it's my management style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was it was management theory by Genghis Khan. Just throws Genghis trash. Khan. Yeah, Ugh. and it was like demean them, crush their spirit. I've worked for a lot of those bosses. It's, <laughs> it's not as much fun as people think. You're like it's like the Marine Corps where you just tear down, but you just never bring up. You mean just, the Marine Corps? The Marine Corps. Yes. Corps. Like Dominic. Dominic here was in the Marine Corps. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's corpse. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of you out there, make sure to reinforce. I this asked Dominic, that. and he said it was the Marine Corps. <laughs> oh. He's a corpsman. Well, he's actually in the Navy. Remember, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was a Navy man. <laughs> Off top of train. So, uh, yes, Path to Glory looks like a lot of fun. And for those of you who do not understand what it is, it's a building. It's a way to start playing the game. It's like with a narrative a, campaign. Yes. Right? But, like but with, you like build. A you, make, you get a hero right. or two, yeah. and then you get two or three guys from that unit, right. two or three guys from that unit, and you slowly build yourself up to a larger and larger force. Like Kind of like Mordheim? Oh, Mordheim kind of had a, a cap off, and you weren't really building what could be an army as where... Sigmar, you have less models, so you can actually build towards that army. Right. Yeah. In Path to Glory. It well, seems it seems like fun. I mean, if we had the time, it would be nice if we can do it here in the office. We have enough people; it would be like really cool to like yeah. everyone have a little. Well, and, and it said it's new just, starter boxes. So not necessarily those three are the only ones. There might right. be others. They just didn't give us pictures. I thought we had a Slanesh starter box. I, guess I was hoping the one with the kind of horns or the things coming down were maybe actually fangs. We're going to get spider grots. That would be cool because I would I love, love to see that. That I've intended to make a spider grot uh, army because right. I think it would actually be pretty good. They do mortal wounds. Yeah, mortal fast. wounds, the poison, quick. Yeah, I think you could actually do really well with it. And then you've got you got the arachnorok too. The, the yep. arachnorok's a cool yeah. model. And then it, it, you've got magic there. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the little spider chieftain who's actually a very good buffing unit too. Yep. Um, I, I think because he gives it so that you do the mortal wounds on a five or a six, nice. if I remember yep. correctly. Yeah. I think that that army would be really fun. It was, there's only three different units, but it'd be cool if we got a little bit more variety. Uh, a little, uh, maybe a few extra sprues in the kit itself to get yeah. cut them out a little bit more. Make That'd it be slightly really cool. different caliber Next units. episode, we're just going to do all just Spider Fang Grot army. Well, I saw one at, no at Depticon. Info there. Hmm. No. I, I saw a Spider Fang Grot army yeah. at Depticon. He had two or three Arachnoroks. Mm-hmm. 
and a ton of the little spider rider units. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, that looks so much fun. No, I would do that, and then I would just back, like, I would try to have enough points to back it up with, like, grunt artillery. Yeah. And, like, bowmen, and just, boom. You're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, <laughs> what's, uh, what is that crazy-looking uh, rumor mill photo? It's, like, some grenades. Yeah. yeah, it looks pretty straightforward, like a grenade with, like, a timer detonator on top or something. Oh, that's what that is. I was like, that looks like the that's port of a tank. It does. But it does. That does look like a timer, like, yeah. you paint numbers in it. Like, that, that over there, like, it's connected to some thing. Right. It's all, like, so a stringer. A grenade cluster. And then you would paint your little numbers inside the box there. That makes sense. It's... Unfortunately, I'm, I can't claim in any way this is AOS. I wish I could. I mean, I mean it could be maybe with Dwarden, but I, I think that's too high-tech looking. That looks like a 40K. Yeah. Um, They're going to have a Dwarden clustery bomb thing. They'd have the big giant like grenade yeah, things are yeah. shooting out of their guns. Yeah, like, or like the bomb with like the wick. Yes. Like the round one. Yeah, that would... That would be more of the, the aesthetic. With a spin wheel on top rather yeah. than an actual wick to light. There you just go. wind it up and toss it. Yeah, something, something like that. And then... Uh, you know what this could also be is like Shadow War Armageddon, like a, mm -hmm. you know, like oh, yeah. a booby trap. An objective marker. It'd be cool if thing. that was like Return of the Catacombs, and that was one of their special things. Oh, that, yeah. would really cool. oh. that would be really cool. That would be really cool. I sold those traps. all to you guys, actually. The Catacombs? <laughs> Did you really? I got rid of them all. I will never get rid of my Catacombs. Well, um, I, didn't I, paint, I didn't paint them, so it wasn't that painful to get rid of them. Mariana's dancing a jig in the office now. That's interesting. Mm. So anyway, let's talk about the Dice Hammer SoCal GT, which uh, Scott... Yeah, my walk about the realms. Boop, boop, you said you'd do the flute. Yeah. I have. You're going to take over. Do your flute. I don't think it's better yeah. than mine. I don't have it. I thought we were Blow your flute. I just blew mine. Uh, I can't do it, Scott. <laughs> can oh, I can do it. Nope, I got older. Can you actually do it? I can't do it anymore. <laughs> That's pretty good. There that's you pretty go. good, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. good. Yeah. That was pretty good. I can't do any of that. Um, really? Actually, we oh, had uh, 14 show up. Um, we used the card mechanism of agendas, like from South, um, the South Coast GT. Okay, cool. And it was a lot of fun. I got to see a lot of guys who were, haven't played in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, all the old South Coast guys who uh, here up and down Southern California who used to play and run in tournaments and do stuff. So it was nice to see all of them, Fred and, and Q and company. Mm -hmm. Q um, came out of the woodwork? Mm -hmm. I have not seen that guy in ages. Yeah. Yep. Holy he, smokes. Uh, came down for the first day and didn't make the trip down. They were actually literally driving down from where they are to here, right. so an hour plus. Yeah. So I can see not wanting to do that twice, I guess. But Fair enough. Um, do you think that uh, we've, what we, like we predicted, that we've gotten a little dip in attendance for events because 8th edition? I would say that's a possibility. Also, I mean, there are a lot of other things going on this summer. If you've got to pick and choose. Well, no, yeah. And that wasn't a dig at all. It's just like no, it's, a month ago we were, you know, 30, 40 people. And now it's, it's. Well, how many people on the 40K podcast are saying, hey, I just stopped playing 7th edition for the last six months. Who yeah. were playing AOS? I mean, yeah. I just got done with a section of independent characters. And they were talking about that. How a couple yeah. of them were just, mm -hmm. their, their little group. They're, they were done for a little while, but we're playing Sigmar because it. It's fun. Kept the models going. It's fun. <laughs> it was quicker. And so, yeah, a lot of those guys are probably going back. There's a lot of events run at the same time. There was one or two people who mentioned, well, I got to choose. I can either come out for this or I can go to so the SoCal Open. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that, you know, so we're, we're kind of dividing up a, a pool of a certain size. It's growing. So I can see all these events eventually reaching the 28 plus mark. Yeah, totally. So, right. Just... This one we got fourteen. It was it was enthusiastic. Everybody had a good time. So and that's what matters. Who who ended up taking it home? Um, well, we did the same thing where we had a sports and everything else. So 
uh, from your scores, it was uh, Sam for uh, ICC points. And familiar uh, name. She's very good. Yep. Let me get my uh, app open here, and I can actually. What's he doing? His uh, beast claw. And goblins. Yes, yeah, uh, beast place. claw, goblin, yep. uh, some goblins, and uh, um, cunning ruck. Cunning ruck. Yep. Ugh. Yep. That yeah. is. I wonder if cunning ruck will survive General Sambo too. Well. It, it's yeah, it's one of those everybody kind of goes with, and he has a, a controlled size and he's quick at doing it. So right, yeah, I think the main problem is Sam's a, kinda, a great player, and he takes that list that's just crazy. That is the destruction list right now. Yeah, uh, so Cunning Ruck, two Thunder Tusks, one Stonehorn, and then some Night Goblins with uh, Fanatics. That that's the destruction yeah. uh, list at present, and it's really it's good army. It's, I, I totally totally get it. Well, congratulations to Sam. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. only got the most points, and then we had a sports score that got lumped in and other stuff. So let me actually pull up that list. So who was uh, best overall? Uh, Justin Rusk was best overall. He has a gorgeous death army. Yeah, and then we uh, we had another. Uh, uh, see, Joseph Irvine got uh, best sports, but he did really well as well. Flesh eater quartz. Um, I've been thinking about making a flesh eater quartz army. Actually, I have fifty ghouls already, like base coated. Yeah, so I was kind of like, yeah, I might as well. In the overall, Sam did take second place. So oh, Good for him. His army's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, so it does not surprise me at all. Yeah. But it was just nice seeing everybody there. I, I, some of these guys, like I said, I haven't seen since the drop of Oh, Mike Scaletti made it out? Yep. Good, that's awesome. His army is astounding. Yeah, it won Best Painted, obviously. Yeah, it does not shock me. He won Best Painted at uh, the LVO as well. Yeah, chunks of it are completely sculpted. Um, and I had to judge the paint this time, which is always... A challenge. Yeah. I, I don't it, consider myself a great painter, and I'm sitting there. Yeah. I just have a checklist. I'm just going down it, hoping I'm not. <laughs> Honestly, uh, pain judging is the least pleasant part of being a tournament organizer. And I don't, and to qualify that, because people are going to be like, huh? Mm -hmm. um, it's awesome to see the armies and get a really close up view of everything. But especially when your event gets, when you start to scale up, right. it's actually not possible to judge everybody's army. Like when you, like the LVO, it's like not possible. Right. No. Like we could not, it's, there's absolutely, unless we had a staff of like five dedicated judges, mm -hmm. that the, all they did all day was paint judge. It's just not possible. Yeah. And people are so emotionally invested in what they did yeah. that any criticism or not getting the score that they think Th that they should, should get, get, they are going to be up in your grill. And it's, and well, I understand why. Yeah, and I've they been there where I've poked through afterward because yeah. they post it. I only got blank. I, I or like, or they miss stuff because you have like a checklist and you're like, oh, I did, I did have that. I did do this, but because right. if a guy's got to judge hundred armies, he's gonna, right. he's gonna miss some things. It's only human. Well, yeah. we only had fourteen, and playing later, I looked back at one of the armies and we we had marked it as uh, you know his blending had solid lines, but I was mm -hmm. looking at a specific unit and I was noticing the biggest piece he had on the table. There was this beautiful blending between the light and dark coloring of his stripes. I'm like. Not that it mattered because we cut it off at 30 and then went to votes. Right. So you had to get 30 just to go to uh, the players voting. Mm -hmm. But I still skipped that particular point. He'd gotten two more just in the yeah. overall of our scoring. Because right. he had a hard, and, and you can tell in the smaller models, it was a hard break between the blends because you wanted to pop off the table. So this larger model, they were very seamless. And it just completely, me and Nick uh, Card, who helped me, we both ran it just missed it entirely it was like <laughs> yeah and that's and that's what and that's what when i say it's the least pleasant part of being a to that's why because if you miss something you feel terrible yeah because the person put the time the hard work and the time into doing it and uh you don't want them to, to get shortchanged but then also it just it's you don't have enough time yeah. 
to really judge an army fairly, you would need to spend like 10, 15 minutes really looking at every model yeah. to really do it justice because the person who created it probably spent hours per guy. Yep. And when you're just kind of doing a quick one because you got to get through so many, it's just, it, yeah, it, it's just not fun. Uh, and that's why at a really big event like the LVO, where like if you want your army to get paint judged, you have to be here at this time and then we'll have a whole staff of people that do it because yep. that's the only way to do it fairly. Well, we made it part of the scoring. You had to hit a certain floor to get 13 points. Got it. Which is the kind of the way I like. I don't like the full paint score going into the end because some of us can't reach that level, but we can always go beyond just the basic yeah. base coat. I think that's a cool system. But again, you have to have someone that verifies that everyone yeah. hit that minimum threshold. And yeah. economics of scale, it gets more <laughs> challenging to do the more people that more you people have. More people there are, yeah. Um, but anyway, it sounds like it was a great event. And again, Scott, thank you for your contribution to the community. Oh, I'm just so happy people came. Thank you, everybody who came out for it. And I look forward to seeing you next year. We're probably shooting for first week of uh, July. It's first weekend in July. Hopefully, that would we'll be see. that would that would mean that we would all be available to go because uh, all of us would have come. Jason, Frankie, myself, we all would have been there. Mm -hmm. Pablo probably would have come too. Yeah. But obviously, when the whole team is getting together, it makes it a little bit yeah. more yeah. Not that that's your fault, obviously. But no, no. Uh, sounds like a great event. So why don't we move on to the topic, uh, the next topic, the walk about the realms, mm -hmm. and uh, we already did the flute noise. Yep. But we could do it again. Nice. Yeah, the only, <laughs> the only hobby I did was setting up that tournament and getting everything ready this yeah. week and stapling packs and mm -hmm. separating out swag and all that. Um, I worked on my uh, Chaos Knight for 40K. I'm still doing 40K hobby. Mm -hmm. And uh, I switched out one of his arms to be double battle cannon. And that is dirty. <laughs> Holy crap. Double battle cannon rockets on top. 577 points of viciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got, the, I've got the Renegade box and a Warden, so I can make that guy too. And that's, it's, it's on my list of the wow. three to make. It is extraordinarily uh, good. Well, you got the Flamers for when they come in. You've got the... I, no, I'm done two rapid-fire battle cannons. Rapid so, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking the... No, that, that's, that, that's, in my opinion, the best build now. Okay. Um, but that, that was all I got done. And then I did I put together a couple of uh, more Marines for my Night Lords and my Raptors army. What about you? Um, well, I played a game last week against Scott. Yes, that's right. They got dumped. Yeah. Well, I was that bad. It was, uh, we played on the stream together and, yep. uh, it was pretty fun, but uh, we were having technical difficulties. So we did. It, uh, unfortunately, I don't think it got recorded or anything like that, but, um, it was fun. We played, um, your night haunts versus the studio Sylvaneth army, which, um, it's a little rough cause I don't, it's not my, my army and I'm not a hundred percent familiar with it, but I picked it up pretty quick. Some of the little tricks and yeah. yeah. Um, well, you played it at a tournament. I did, but even at that tournament, it was still new to me. So it wasn't, I don't play it often enough to feel you're doing fine. Yeah. And so, um, that's, it was fun to actually get back and play. It's been a while since I've actually played a game of H Sigma. I'll be honest. It's because of time, but, um, Sylvaneth are quite powerful. Um, yeah. especially with a lot of little tricks, like. Um, one thing like the dryads like can't be they get uh, minus one to your uh, to to hit rolls when they're within uh, the the woods. So like Scott like roll all of his uh, what are the, the um, oh yeah so he couldn't the get the mortal wounds. So the spirit host could get yeah. mortal wounds. So he yep. like rolled them all up right in the middle and he's like I gotcha and then like he was rolling he's like mortal wounds and then all of a sudden I was like wait a minute Scott it says here that you actually are minus one. Scott's like, dang it. Uh, yeah, yeah that's all right. See, you can see in his face that he was just like really upset that like I didn't say that beforehand, but like I literally like read it like <laughs> at the time. At yeah. the table. <laughs> yeah, so 
Um, I had forgotten. I've actually charged them before in the woods and right. had my minus one. I just don't usually use night haunts doing it. It's usually the um, um, iron jaws. Yeah. So the minus one is right. a hindrance, but not and a so total I was able wash. to like, tie him up like the whole game just by doing that, like inadvertently doing that. Um, but it yeah, was fun. But you could have brought your um, when you brought in your um, spirits. Mm -hmm. the, you could have brought them on the back of the board and walked up towards that objective. I did at the end, remember? Well, you were going and we didn't get there. Right. I was kind of the... Yeah. But when you brought them in, you didn't have to drop into a force and then there. You can actually just walk them on from the edge of the oh, table. Oh, see, yeah, I had misread that part. Yeah. Um, because I was trying to explain that. and yeah. At the tournament, there was three different people going, you know, he could have totally walked up and... Yeah, I know. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Crazy is saying that he had a great game with you at the last tournament. He went to Scott. Oh. Yeah, Scott, you're always a fun uh, person. Yeah, you are really. Uh, you're, you're a, well, thank you. You're an exemplary member of the community. But the last one I went to, I... I he was playing Sylvaneth, he said. Oh, tree people, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've beat a uh, Sylvaneth army in a tournament yet. I'm always beating the crap out of them, and then they jump on an objective, and I'm like, ah! was that yeah. Was that up in um, up in the Bay Area? Because I, I play, when I played that one, I had moved myself because I had completely fallen around the fact that they could come up from the side of the board. So I had some, left yeah, an objective behind, and I had yeah. a wall blocking <laughs> everything else, and he just comes and walks up. Was it like, San Jose, uh, and he said his name yeah. was Jake? Yep, yep, yep. Um, that was the that was the one. He he just plopped him down and walked over and I said, Oh yeah. Oops. Darthu just did some work. <laughs> so then why don't we talk move on to our main topic of the day, looking at the General's Handbook twenty seventeen with lower points for fire slayers that could effectively make them a horde army. We were talking about this off air. Mm -hmm. Um so they've already shown the points. Volkite Berserkers, Hearthguard Berserkers, and uh, Auric Hearthguard have been lowered by twenty points. Heroes are all twenty to sixty points cheaper. Fire slayers needed it, they're a good army. But um, they did need to go down in points. We were saying that like, you could play them as a horde army. I think that'd be yeah. a lot of fun. Um, why don't you share your thoughts? You also put up a list. Yeah, I, I went with the uh, warrior uh, kin band. So three groups of 30 of the Volkite Berserkers. Wow. At 10, they get plus one to that roll. Um, start from the beginning. The main unit of Berserkers on a six can ignore wounds. It's kind of like the death save. Mm -hmm. So any wound that comes in, they just roll and they get a six. Well, they get plus one to that roll if there's ten or more, plus two to that roll if there's twenty so or more. Four up, feel no right. pain. So you've got a four up, basically, yeah, feel no pain for all the damage coming in. And if you give with the unit a shield in melee, they get a four up. So you got a four up, four up mm -hmm. for this. Oh, big group and then of the, guys. the sling shields are badass. Yeah, like Frankie does more damage with the sling shields. They then do he, mortal wounds. On they six. do mortal wounds, but the yep. thing is, every guy gets to throw a shield. It doesn't matter how far away they are. So you get more, usually do more damage with the sling shield than you do with actually melee attacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I put one of them with the picks and the shield, and the rest with the the other two units with the paired hand axes. Which mm -hmm. is my experience with the iron jaws, rerolling all misses is uh, that's just money. Real rerolls I mean, are magic in dice games. Yeah, that's where it's at. Like 40k revolves around how do I get my rerolls. Yeah, everybody. Right. Well, every other army, if they have paired weapons, they reroll ones. They get to reroll all misses. Period. Yep. And right. that's that, that. That just seemed phenomenal to me, so I went for that. Yeah, then you might do, do a lot more damage. The big problem is though is that they're on thirty-two mil bases, so yeah. they only attack in one rank. Wah, wah, wah. Well, you separate them just enough and get your other thirty-two in between. You can get those no two. Rules. It's the ones they come with. There's no base rules. Well, the carriage the overlords are on twenty-five <laughs> mil. What if what? you bought the models from eBay and they didn't come with bases? What I would love to see is if they did a rule <laughs> like where they have in forty k. Oh God. <laughs> You got me. The, the salty banana strikes again. Counterpoint. Um, what I would like to see is a rule like in 40K where it's like, if you're within an inch of a friendly model that's engaged, then right. you can still swing. Because it would make these big units of melee models a lot more viable. Yeah. A lot tougher. Yeah, because well, right now there's so many like guys that are in the back and they're like, whoop-a-doop-a-doop. -a -doop -a -doop. 
Well, and the difference between 25s and 32s is massive. Because, um, I mean, on the stream for LVO, I played a guy who had the, a massive ghouls. And my orcs go into them, and just the number of attacks from both ranks being able to swing mm -hmm. well, you get just three. buried them. You get, oh, no, you get two. I'm sorry. You get two. Well, in a certain number, you get a bonus swing, so you get a huge number of attacks from those guys. From the Flesh Eater Quartz? Yep. Yeah, I know. That army is very appealing to me. Because I've already got the dang ghouls. I'm like, mm, I'm halfway there. <laughs> yeah, then I put in... Um, the Runeson on Magmandroth, because he's only 240 now. Yep. In the current set, I believe he's 260 or 280. Yep. I think he got a 40-point drop. And one unit of the Berserkers, uh, the, the uh, Hearthguard Berserkers, mm -hmm. with the uh, Rune Smiter, because he's the guy who pops up from the ground, I believe. That's the one I meant to put in. I hope that's the right guy. But, um, yeah, he pops up anywhere, so I can pop up 15 of those guys in your background. That's great. To come in and attack. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and with the costs the way they are, he's only 80 points, that hero. If I wanted to drop from 15 to 10, I could do that again with the, the um, Auric Hearthguard, the, sh the shooting guys, um, with their little flame things for 15 inches, pop up somewhere else and do other damage. And that's great for a melee army. Anything 40k, fantasy, any of those games, when you've had an army that has to get across the field, having forces that can just come up somewhere mm -hmm. to disrupt your opponent's shooting, their battle plan, is always gold. Yes. Because you can distract them, and those big groups of 30 berserkers get maybe a round of freedom to movement mm -hmm. to get up there and do some damage rather than take fire and take fire until they finally lock up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, I mean, I think that's an army a lot of people are going to end up putting on the table. We're going to see more of them. So you might want to pick back through a book a lot of people aren't using right now because those points are coming down. They are going to get abilities from the General's Handbook, and they're already decent just as they are. Yeah. But making them cheaper and actually being able to feel that three groups of 30. I mean, this is a 2,000-point list. I have three groups of 30, one group of 15, two groups of 10 of just the base guys. That's a 125, and, 125 models plus characters. That's great. Yeah. So they've gone from a little more elite to much more of a horde approach, which, I mean, when you get in a bonus at 20-plus, you want the horde. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, morale is going to be an issue, but... Um, there's not much you can do to avoid no. that in Age of Sigmar. But they're, they'll be sticky enough with that whole 50% ignoring everything that comes in. Yeah, we Just, have a 75% damage reduction before Rend. Yep. That's extremely good. No, I like it. Uh, and I love the models. I'd love to see more Fire Slayers armies out there. I think most people would agree that the only thing holding them back is the points. It's not the rules. Yeah. I think the rules are, are fine. Um, but they do. They're too pricey. Yeah, yeah but, but it's, it's 60 points per five now rather than 80 points per five. Right. makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to see the General's Handbook too. Everyone is just kind of waiting with bated breath to see what we get right. uh, in it. But uh, let's jump over and talk about the rankings. Uh, well, you heard us talking about him earlier, and now yep. Sam Valdez is currently number one in the ITC. He's also the only player with five scores. So um, there's still room to catch up and, and surpass him, and I'm sure that the other gentlemen in the top ten are all fixated on that goal. So Sam currently leading the pack. Uh, Zach Lopez in second, Michael Birch in third, fourth is Vlad Nika, fifth is Tyler Hamill, Joshua Harvey in sixth, Jarrett Zizueta in seventh, Matthew Pashby in eighth, Frank Deloach in ninth, and Alex Gonzalez in tenth. A lot of those guys are California guys. They are yes. indeed. I think AOS is quite popular in our state. Well, there are a lot of people running stuff up and down from yeah. the yep. area all the way down here, it's so really you get plenty of opportunities. Uh, teams, first place, Betty's Fighting Havanikins, which is amazing. Still holding on. Uh, WSD in second, and your mom's garage in third. That's in Northern California, too. Right. Uh, one of our painters is actually on your mom's garage. Who's? 
Maybe what? he's painting in your mom's garage. Where is that team? Is that Northern California? They're Northern California. Is that Adam? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's up in the Bay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Beast Claw Raiders currently, Frank Deloach is leading the pack. Hey. Uh, Bone Splitters is Grant Potsube. Uh, Chaos, we have Zach Lopez. Death, Alex Gonzalez. Well done, Alex. Destruction, we have Sam Valdez. Disciples of Zinch, we have Michael Birch. Uh, Eater, I had a chance to play him. Actually, he's a super nice guy. Yeah. Flesh Eater Quartz, Lance She. Fire Slayers, Brad Jimenez, Iron Jaws, whoop, whoop, Scott Reed, Mr. Scott Reed, Blades yeah. of Corn, Frank Deloach, and also he's Frank two, is two just, time in yeah. it. Yeah, he, he he carried that all the way through till um, broadside, and then switched army. So he's got all the scores <laughs> in for that one. Now he switched to go ahead. Frank and get is all such the a baller. He like he goes like halfway through the season. He's like I've had enough, and he like does a new <laughs> army, and he's number one on that one too. Uh, order is James Hill. Seraphon is Jarrett Zazueta. Skaven is our friend John, John Fearhelm, uh, also an incredibly nice guy. Uh, Adam Mofred is Stormcast Eternals leading the pack, and Vlad Nika, who you and I both got defeated by. <laughs> Demolished by. Uh, we, he and I had a really good game. Um, nah, he walked me that through. That army is so good. How, how to lose. <laughs> He's like, and this is how I will kill you, and he like just did it, and I was like, yeah, well, that's I, I, every time I walked by him. That's how he said it. At, at Broadside as he was doing his stuff. He was explaining to him, this is how this works, this is where it's going to go. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like you were shocked by anything that's oh, going to no. happen to you. He's he just was telling. explaining exactly how I was going to lose. And I was it's like, kind of like being paralyzed good. in the chair as Dracula <laughs> moves closer. You know the bite's coming, but you can't move. And he's yeah. telling you what's going to yeah, happen. He's, he's, yeah, now you're stuck. in the vein, and you're like, okay. And then to give a shout out to some events we have coming up, Age of Sigmar Tournament 3 in New Brand Gaming in Brooklyn. Hey. Castle Conflagration in Game Castle Santa Clara, which is, uh, we're going to be up there for the Bay Area Open at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the OFCC AOS Challenge in Vancouver, Washington, and the Age of Sigmar ITC Tournament in Gameology, Montclair, and the Slobberknocker GT in uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Kansas. Oklahoma. Yep. Got so my tickets for that. That, yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a great event. And I don't know how to do... <laughs> These funky Apple price products. You want that? Yes, thank you. Hey. So, hey, chat, we're going to come in and answer a couple questions. Yes, Wednesday, we do our Age of Sigmar uh, podcast. We are going to start streaming it. The timing may not be super consistent. Uh, that's because Scott has a normal job. Yes. Scott's a responsible citizen. Well, I, I can usually get here three-ish. Yeah. And then there are days so I have meetings and I want to get free until 3.30-ish. Which, you know, it's all good. We'll stream. We'll be as consistent as we can, but Scott's a teacher. Yep. So, uh, and we appreciate him taking time out of his day to come here every week and, uh, and write the notes. So, I'm glad for having the opportunity to be here, actually. Uh, you're helping grow the community, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we will be streaming the show. And, of course, tonight is the Age of Sigmar live game at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And just about an hour from now, it will be Frankie playing his beautiful Stormcast Eternals army against uh, Brandon, the head of our paint studio, and his gorgeous death army. Those two are a riot when they play together. It should be a lot of fun. They're also both very good at the game. Frankie's very good at Age of Sigmar. Um, yeah. Almost as good as me. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> almost. Yeah, as the Dakota Zone, I don't know when the new Journalist Handbook 2 is going to drop. They put it out as 2017, kind of letting us know it's going to be yearly. Yeah. Hopefully but, soon. Hopefully um, soon. I can't wait to see the what they do. The churning out right after the fresh releases for 40k that's yeah. kind of well, we'll 40k, see. Is, 40K, 40K is gonna be coming out rapid fire yeah they've already said there's gonna be 10 codexes this year that means do the maths about one every two weeks well let me reword that then so when they're done with like the um new space marine primera stuff like right on the heels of that so late august early september is the rumor but you may not see it till october i don't think they'll wait much longer than that though they've already teased it enough i was yeah. excited last I mean, december night december is normally like 
the end of the year when they do like their big bundle deals and yeah. stuff like that. So I doubt it would be at that time. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm thinking early fall. Yeah, I was I was kind of excited like maybe it would be soon because yeah. uh, they host Scroll Builder now, uh, mm -hmm. War Scroll Builder. And I was trying to make that list, also, and all of a sudden, all the points went away, and all the Fire Slayer stuff, and everything in General Ooh. Handbook Two was just a blank slate. I'm like, Ooh. oh, huh? Wait, wait. And and then it all came back on like ah. an hour later. Like, oh. It, it should be. <laughs> I would say it's probably soon. I would. I'm gonna estimate that it's gonna be August. August or, September. Or very early September. That's my estimation. Um, we don't know, no. right? So yeah. we're gonna have to wait that's, and see. That's, that's, that's my estimation. Yeah, Jason is just guessing. He doesn't have any information. None of to, us do. We yeah, guess. we're just guessing here. No, I, I, I mean, I do have superpowers, but well, not you that one. You are super salty and annoying, mm. and you are quite the banana. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ninth Realm an Age of Sigmar podcast. And as always, uh, check out FrontlineGaming.org. You can get all kinds of gaming goodies at a discount, including Games Workshop product, FLG mats. And big, big, big one, Las Vegas Open registration is opening up next week. Ooh. That sells out quick. Got to get my tickets. Gotta yeah. Get myself ready. That's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure to be aware of that. Check your email for the newsletter. Uh, we will be sending that out. Uh, I, my goal is early in the week, but there's always loose ends. Mm -hmm. So it will be next week. We will open up registration. And then everyone will be able to jump in and grab their tickets, which we recommend you do quick because it goes fast especially the Games Workshop events. Uh, those sell very quickly. So thank you guys, and uh, we will see you in about an hour for some Age of Sigmar livecast. Thanks for having us.